Welcome to episode 239 of the Deeper Christian Podcast. This is the podcast to help you study God's Word, know Jesus intimately, and discover how you can build your life around Jesus Christ. I'm Nathan Johnson, and in today's episode, I want to give you four ideas to solve your fear and anxiety. Let's dive in. If you've been watching the news or listening to the radio or just (laughs) on top of the world climate of today, uh, you'll notice that there is a lot of bait for fear and anxiety and foreboding and frustration. What is a Christian supposed to do when the news is just, well, telling us that everything is just going crazy and, you know, the government doesn't seem like they're doing much and what do we do? (laughs) Well, I've been freshly pondering this idea of the Christian mindset. And about a year ago, I preached through an entire series in Philippians chapter four, looking at the idea of what is a Christian or how is a Christian supposed to think in these kind of days in which we live, where there's a lot of just craziness swirling about us. And I wanted just to give a fresh thought when it comes to this idea of fear and anxiety. And really what I want to do is just give you four ideas that will solve all of your fear and anxiety. Now, before I even get into those four ideas, let me clarify. It's not the removal of the circumstance. It's not going to remove the temptation or the pressures of life that have the tendency to produce the the fear and the anxiety. So this is not a removal of the problems. Rather, it's what do we do in the midst of those scenarios? When the pressures of life come, when, when the temptations arise, that we would just give into fear and anxiety and foreboding and worry, what is it that we as Christians are called to do? What should we do biblically if we're going to stand strong and not fall into fear? Well, let me give you four ideas from scripture. Number one is this idea of focus. I've said this so many times on the podcast, but what you focus on grows bigger and stronger in your life. It's I think it's one of the reasons why Paul in Colossians 3.2 reminds us and he says, set your minds on things above, not on things that are on earth. And the reason for that is, is whatever we focus on, it does, it grows in our life. If you've ever been in the middle of one of those situations where temptation is just harassing you, the moment you turn your gaze upon the temptation, it's only a matter of time before you give into it. Because the reality is, is it's going to grow and it's going to strengthen the more you focus upon it. So rather than being just kind of caught up in or lost in the culture and the news and the and just the cycles of doom and gloom, what if we would turn our gaze afresh upon Jesus and keep him as our focus? As Philippians chapter 4 verse 8 reminds us, we are to think about the things that are true and honorable and just and pure and lovely and commendable and excellent and anything worthy of praise. That is what should hold our attention and our focus. So number one, if you're going to be resilient in the days in which we live and not fall into fear and anxiety and, and worry, you must keep your focus on Jesus Christ. As a believer, you must remind yourself that you are in Christ. And as Proverbs 18 verse 10 reminds us that the name, the character of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. If you are looking for a strong tower, a place of refuge and safety, it is found in God alone. 
We must find our safety and our security in Jesus Christ. Number two is this idea of eternal mindset. I love this idea that we are to set our gaze heavenward. Leonard Ravenhill used to quote a prayer that Jonathan Edwards used to pray all the time. Edwards would say, God stamp eternity upon my eyeballs. In other words, God, take the reality of heaven and what you're doing in eternity and press that in my perspective so I'm measuring and I'm seeing the world through the gaze of eternity. See, it's so interesting that when we live with eternity in view, it actually changes our perspective. Uh, When we know that Jesus is the victor, he is triumphant in the end, well, it's really, well, it's a lot easier to fight the battles of today. One thing I've noticed is that when we give into fear and anxiety, when, when worry is just pressing in upon our life, it's because our gaze has turned inward into the momentary day-by-day realities. Well, it's not that those aren't important. We have to deal with the day-to-day realities. But what if we would see our day-to-day realities in light of eternity? Is the problem that you may be facing today, is it going to matter 100 years from now? Is it going to matter in 10 billion, gazillion years from now into eternity? Well, the likelihood is no. And again, we we have to cover and we have to take care of the day-to-day stuff. But as Jesus reminds us in Matthew chapter 6, don't worry about the things like the food and the clothing and, and all that kind of stuff because, hey, God will take care of that. Keep your gaze steadfast upon the Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew 6, 33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Will you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness? So number one is this idea of focus. Number two is keeping our gaze heavenward with an eternal mindset. Number three is agree with scripture. Do you realize that one of the most frequent commands in the Bible is do not fear? So what if we would turn within ourselves and say, soul, you will obey the word of the Lord. I love what David would do throughout the Psalms. Uh, Oftentimes he would basically preach to his own soul. Uh, For example, in Psalm 42, verse five, he says, why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation. Here is David and he's looking at his soul and he says, soul, why, why are you overwhelmed? Why are you depressed? Why is there this turmoil residing within you? Turn your gaze to Christ, hope in God, and I shall praise him. See, we must agree with scripture. When scripture says that we don't need to worry about the things of today, especially about the things of tomorrow, when, when scripture declares that we are not to fear, that we should only fear God, that there, there's no reason to live in anxiety or worry or succumb to foreboding, well, then will we actually agree with scripture and come under and obey and heed the word of the Lord? And if you're having a hard time doing this, I would encourage you to read the book of Philippians. Read through the Psalms and remind your soul to keep its steadfast gaze upon Christ and come under the authority of his word, which reminds us over and over not to fear. I've said this before, but Richard Rembrandt used to say that there were 366 commands in scripture of do not fear. And he says that's one for every single day of the year, including leap year, which was actually brilliant 
because the day that he got arrested and sent into solitary confinement for well over a decade was on a leap was on the leap year. And so even on that day, as he's being carried off in the car, he says, Lord, there's even a command this day not to fear. So Lord, I'm going to trust you. See, what if we would, like Richard Wormbrandt, remember God's command not to fear? And lastly, what if you would roll the burden that you are carrying upon the Lord? What if rather than you carry the pressure, what if rather than you carrying the situation, which oftentimes will produce the fear and anxiety and worry, and just for note, we are not strong enough to carry it. What if we would take that weight and roll it upon the strong back of our God? In Psalm 37, verse 5, it says, Commit your way to the Lord, trust in him, and he will act. And the whole idea of commit is rolling a heavy burden, a weight, upon the back of a pack animal, like a camel or a donkey. And Psalm 37, 5 is declaring, rather than you carry the burden, rather than you carry the weight, which is going to crush you and, and produce this turmoil and fear and anxiety in your soul, what if you would take that and give it unto the Lord and let him carry it? Just like if you had a big weight and you had to carry it thousands of miles across the desert, well, you would roll that weight upon a donkey or upon a camel and you'd allow them to carry the weight for you. And God says, look, let me carry the weight. Trust in me, says the Lord. In fact, Peter picks up on this whole idea and in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6 or 7, listen to what Peter says in the same manner or in the same vein. Peter says, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties. One translation says, casting all your cares upon him because he cares for you. Do you realize that God cares for you? And because he cares for you, he wants you to literally throw and lay all of your worries and fears and anxieties upon him. He is able to carry every burden that you are trying to hold onto yourself. Look, I know that the days in which we live are rather insane. <laughs> and if you listen to the news and you listen to all that's going around, there is tremendous bait for fear and anxiety and trepidation. But what if rather than being lost in the news, rather than turning within ourselves and trying to figure out how we are going to be able to carry this heavy weight of life and culture and finances, what if we would turn our gaze upon Jesus, keep an eternal mindset, come under and agree with scripture, and then roll that burden upon the Lord? Those are four simple and yet not easy to do ideas that will solve our fear and anxiety. We were not meant to carry fear, worry, trepidation, foreboding, or anxiety in this life. God alone is able to hold it all. Will you cast your cares upon him? Because he cares for you. Well, I hope that's just a fresh reminder to keep our gaze steadfast upon the Lord in these days in which we live. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Deeper Christian Podcast. For show notes of this episode, including a list of all the verses I just read, please go to deeperchristian.com forward slash 239 for episode 239. Now, next week, I want to talk and kind of flesh out Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. It's kind of a very 
practical, pithy passage all about this idea of what does it mean not to fear, not to walk in anxiety. So I hope you'll join me next week as we dive into Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. But until then, know that I am standing with you, I'm praying for you, and I'm cheering you on as you build your life around Jesus Christ.